When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Great to have you in on Thursday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark is in and uh, ready to go. Super week winding down, but plenty of Super Bowl thoughts. NFL on our mind. Of course, Nebraska football. Two more assistants. Got to meet the media. Coach Wager, the tight ends coach. And, uh, of course, um, you have uh, the young pup that uh, folks are uh, excited to see work, and that's Coach McGuire. We'll hear from them in a little bit. Uh, Some more offensive line insight in just a touch from Jeremiah Searles. Get his take on things with Nebraska and, of course, Super Bowl 57. Brandon Vogel with us in about 20 minutes. Searles going to kick us off in about five minutes. Hour two, Gary Barnett joins the show. His perspective making that jump from a – High school coach to the college level. We'll get his take on uh, that and also to see if he's going to get beer showered this weekend at the Waste Management Open. And then uh, a great sit down with uh, Husker Hall of Famer, two time Super Bowl champ, fullback Tom Rathman with us on the show. Numbers to get in today on Hale Varsity at 466 3776. 466 3776. Toll free at 800 825 5865. Stream us, watch us live, different platforms to do so. The Hale Varsity YouTube channel, ESPN Lincoln, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, give us a follow on the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handle at HVarsity radio catch us on the way home four to six damon and andrew mornings seven to nine find me on twitter at schmidt underscore radio elijah herbal at herbal essence connor clark we'll say it slowly c underscore clark underscore 27 almost as long as at searles 71 underscore hskr as he's in his Husker office to get us rolling. Searles, the world traveler, my friend. Good to spend time. Thanks for a few minutes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good to be back home. Uh, you know, I was on the road for, I've been on the road for 21 days in, in January. So it was a long haul, long trek, but good to be back here in Lincoln and Huskerville and settling back in before I head back to Minnesota next week and then Indianapolis for the combine. Hey, give folks an update with just some of the, the kids you're working with and uh, just how things have gone that route. You've done just a great job uh, from uh, not only doing analyst work, you still do do that, but also, uh, of course, now uh, representing kids uh, trying to live their dream in the NFL. Absolutely, yeah. So we had four players at the NFLPA Bowl. We had two players from BYU, um, a player from UCF, and then our our loved only here in uh, Nebraskaville, Adrian Martinez, the quarterback. We represent him as well. He did a really nice job out there. 
Uh, and then we headed down to the Senior Bowl. Where we had two players, John Michael Schmitz, the center from the University of Minnesota, and then Evan Hall, the running back from Northwestern. Both those guys had phenomenal weeks, helped themselves a ton, you know, so that was really good on our end. And then headed back home and now getting ready for John Michael and Evan Hall are headed to the Combine in Indy and then do the Pro Day circuit there for the rest of the guys in March and draft will be here before we know it. Schmitz is a guy, we got a chance to sit down with him at Media Days and if I'm a defensive tackle or or nose, I'm not looking forward to to try and get pad level on him. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a stump. You know, that's the way I refer to him. He's a, he's as wide as he is tall. I um, mean, he's six four, so you know he's a little taller than most give him credit for. But man, he is just really hard to move. And you saw it down there at the Senior Bowl. He got put on the SEC squad. And those dudes from Bama and South Carolina and all them, they stood no chance. Searles, one of the things I've heard about this Senior Bowl in, in recent weeks, and this is kind of related to, to Trey Palmer's performance down there, is that what you see on the practice field and what you see on, on Saturday is only like 20% of what's actually going down at the Senior Bowl. There's so much more going on behind the scenes that's even more important than what's, what's going on the, on the practice field. So can you break that down for us, just what the Senior Bowl week actually looks like? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, we tell all of our clients, you know, the, the practices are for the scouts, the games are for the parents. You know, the game on Saturday <laughs> is about as simple as it could possibly be. You got about four plays you're running. The defense isn't allowed to blitz. You know I mean, it's really. Is, you know, you're getting the one on ones of wide receiver, DB, running back, linebacker, O line, D line, run and pass. You're getting the individual drills where that's really your, how you're breaking down and watching how a guy moves and how he compares to the other guys in his position, right? And what the Senior Bowl is for is you bring a top 150 guys in that you can and you start comparing and contrast them against each other. You know, it's like, hey, if I'm going to look at an offensive lineman, am I looking at the center from Michigan, the center from Minnesota, the center from Notre Dame, and the guard from TCU that maybe can't play center? And you put those four guys up against each other, and then you start comparing and contrasting them during the week. You know, and then also you have the the meetings and the formal interviews that's going on during the week at night. You know, everything's a test. Hey, can I, how can I break this guy down and put him up on the board and have him break down film? And what does he look like? How does he do things here, this, that, and the other thing? And it's just a giant evaluation period for an entire week straight. And then you get them home and they get a little break and then you make them do it all over again in Indy, which is another test of like, hey, can they repeat what we learned at the Senior Bowl? Of Like, hey, I got you on the board of the Senior Bowl. Do you remember that? Do you remember? Hey, get up on the board and draw it again here three weeks later, you know? So it's just all pieces of the puzzle that each team's trying to put together of the guys and the boards that they want. And each player's trying to just give it the best that they have. And at the end of the day, all you need is one team to fall in love with you. Jeremiah Searles with us. Searles, let's uh, talk Nebraska before we get to the Super Bowl. And you have, uh, for the first time in a while, and, and we reference kind of your teams a lot because of how good your offensive line group was and, and just what your offense was like uh, with, you know, Amir and Rex. And you had depth, man. You had guys that, that won starting spots, but you also had guys that rotated in and, you know, could play tackle or guard. So, that's that's kind of where Nebraska's O-line needs to get back to from a ability standpoint. And you've been around the program, you know these linemen, and for the first time in a while, you're, you're going to have pretty high-level competition with guys that have had multiple starts under their belt. As you look at this group, Teddy's coming off injury, Ben Hart finished better, Hunter Anthony's still here, and he's got college experience. That's just a tackle. Corcoran's played guard and tackle. You have Nuri that's back. Piper, you bring in Scott from Arizona State, who's played really well 
in a Power Five league, and then you get the the Mountain in in Mister Hood from Georgia. That's probably a little young, but six eight three fifty. I mean, so he's got the size, and he got good enough uh, head nods to get to Georgia. So you have that that whole group right there, and there's a number of walk-ons and other kids on top of the recruiting class that I haven't even got to. What's the best skill set, in your opinion, that this group can have moving forward? Same old line coach, new offensive philosophy. Yeah, you know, I think you got to see the way the guys finished last year. They need to just continue to develop on that. You know, the way that you finish the year is how you have to start the next year in spring ball. You know, it can't be this uh, this complete rollover where it's like, I wanted, I don't want to see these guys that have hit their ceiling. If they've hit their ceiling, then we're in trouble. And, you know, I don't think that they're all necessarily, but getting Nuri back is going to be big. A guy that played well two years ago, you know, but even he's going to have some rust to shake off, even come live bullets. You know, like having Teddy back, but can he stay healthy? You know, that's the biggest question for him is, is Teddy going to be able to stay healthy and play more than three or four games at a time, you know? And then you bring in, okay, Hickson's gone. Is Piper at center? Who's at center? Is Scott at center? You know, so that's a big position to fill. But I think that overall there's excitement in the room. And when there's competition, competition does two things. One, people either rise to the competition and they become their best selves or they crumble under it and we never hear from them again and good riddance to them. You know, you don't want guys that crumble under the pressure of competition in, in just the room because that means they're sure is not going to be able to do it on Saturday. So really excited for some real competition in that room. No longer just kind of like a clear cut. Where does Turner fit into all this? You know, those are all questions that are good questions, you know, because for so long and even last year, you know, we kept saying, you know, we're one injury away from being in trouble. And then also we were two injuries away from a world of big trouble, which would happen last year. So even just building that depth through competition and making sure that if there is a drop-off, it's not a disastrous drop-off from one to two. It's more of a smaller gap there. That way you can still win games with backup alignment because it's very rare that all five guys make it from start to season to end of season together. So as this team goes through winter conditioning, when you look at the offensive line, how close do you think from a body composition uh, point of view is this offensive line to being where Coach Rilo and Coach Rule want them to be based on what you saw at the end of last year and what you've heard from those guys through pressers and just how, how Donnie likes to coach that offensive line. Yeah, you know, I think everyone can always get bigger, faster, stronger. You know, that's a part of the, again, the ceiling thing. If you've hit your peak in the weight room, then, well, you should be in the NFL. Um, you know, if you're in college, you should always be getting bigger, faster, stronger. You know, I think that there's still some lower body things that really need to go going. These guys is part of why Teddy's gotten injured. You know, Turner's got some lower body strength that I'd like to see out of him. You know, I think of a guy like last year, you saw kind of a growth in body size from Henry Lutovsky, not as much play size, but you know, he got bigger, um, you know, but you bring guys in from other programs too, from Georgia and from Arizona State, you know, they bring in a little bit of what they've had and what they've done with them. And so now you just kind of hope that they can bring in that body comp from that position too, of like, hey, this, I played in Big Ten football or a Power Five football, like you got to be able to bench more, back more, whatever it is. And you start just kind of get a conglomerate of all that. But overall, I just, I want to see more of these guys just be more brute strength. You know, that might be some more functional movement stuff of firing out of their hips and be able to move guys off the line of scrimmage, not as much just like upper body, shoulder, vertical, jump front, jump sprint. That's not how offensive linemen are made. We're very much a functional movement position. Jeremiah Searles is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. And Jeremiah, since you were in that position of the players are right now, you mentioned carrying that momentum from last year over to this year. How real is that for a player mentally? First of all, Connor, fantastic radio voice. My <laughs> I know, I'm he jealous. Just, he's been handling Marlboro mean, since he's four. <laughs> wow, this dude just comes on here and it's like, all right, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but no, so you're absolutely right, dude. The, the momentum piece coming from last year to this year is big because you can have good momentum and bad momentum. You know, the fact that we won our last game 
uh, is big. You know, it's huge for just morale, you know, but then you get a new coaching staff. And I think that the excitement level of a new coaching staff can really boost that momentum too. Um, you know, cause sometimes just a slight change in the monotony of the day and the monotony of winter conditioning, like just the slight change can breed excitement and like, man, I'm excited to go. Cause I don't know what today may hold, you know, versus when you're under the old regime of what coach Frost and those guys had, like you kind of knew what you were going walking into and you can kind of get the idea of the, like the definition of sanity. It's like, we've done the same winter conditioning for the last four years and we've only won four games. Why are we still doing this? Versus now it's like, there's a change in winter conditioning, a change in the meeting schedule, a change in nutrition or whatever it might be. And so you really buy in and you go all into that change and embrace that change because you never know where that change could lead. It could lead to an eight win season, nine win season, 10 win season. Like that's what you have to believe as a player. You have to believe why am I doing this? It's to win more games than we did last year. So I think that momentum coming off of last year with a win going into the excitement of the coaching change can go a long way for this football team. Super Bowl 57, I know where your heart is with Philly, and there's not a lot of love for Philly, Searles. Mm-hmm. Kansas City uh, arrival when you were playing with the Chargers. That said, tell me what happens on Sunday. I think Philly wins, and I'm actually cheering for Philly. Because, you know, Philly's at least on the East Coast, so I don't have to hear those fans versus a Kansas City So you fans. are cheering for Philly, my God. I, I'm not cheering for Philly. I just don't want to hear Kansas City fans. Like, again, if the stadium collapsed on itself, woo! But as far as, like, you have to hear, you have to hear the Kansas City fans around here more. You know, the fans are like, oh, I've been a Kansas City fan my whole life. It's like, oh, yeah? Who was Priest Holmes? Tell me who Priest Holmes was. Don't bring oh, that bro. name up here. Where were you in 2012, Chiefs fan, huh? Right, yeah. yeah. Where were you at then? You remember when Chase Daniels used to be your quarterback for like two or three games? Yeah, you remember all that? Yeah, no, they don't. They just say they are. They're, they're annoying. But Philly wins based on that defense. You know, if I'm looking at my X's and O's hat, I look at Philly's defensive line, and you go from bottom to top, and you go, yeah, your twos could be starters on most teams. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about guys Sue, Linville Joseph, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. I mean, Riddick, who led the league, and then they lost Sweat, but I don't know if he's going to be back. But, you know, you just look at what the pass rusher's there, and then you talk about a Mahomes that's not going to be 100%. There's no way he's 100% off a high ankle in two weeks. He's going to be better than he was, but the ability to go after him, I just don't see them being able to just run around and create the way he's been able to. Speak to Sue and perhaps his sunset moment and how he tends to crank it up in big games. Well, also, he's a genius, right? It's like, hey, let me not do training camp. Let me not do OTAs. <laughs> let me not do any of this. And then let me just find a team that's going to be a contender and needs a pass rusher and a good defensive lineman. I'll just jump on there, right? I mean, it's a genius move by a veteran. So, I mean, he has a lot in the tank. And that's why they went and got a guy like Sue, because they know he's got a lot in his tank. He's an older guy, so he can't do the full 18-game grind anymore. But when you need him in a big moment, you know he's still got it. You know he still has that juice. So having a guy like that in your team that, A, has won one before as well, you know, that's the other thing. A lot of the guys on the Eagles defense, especially had won one a few years back. They know what it's like to be in these big games. So, you know, you have that guy who's the veteran in the room, also as a role player. Man, that's that's something special. It's not something you don't see on most Super Bowl teams. Searles, we're going to get a, a fan question here before we say goodbye. And uh, this is from our dear friend Brennan. Have you got some arrows in here this offseason? Not yet. I need to. I'm looking at maybe upgrading the bow. Um, I have a Hoyt Double XL right now. I'm looking at maybe getting the new Hoyt RX. So I, I think I might upgrade the bow this year, upgrade the setup. Uh, but I haven't got any fling yet. I'm going to start here um, sooner rather than later. But I also have the new baby coming in April. So I don't know if any turkey hunting is going to happen for me this year either. So I might just be in a holding pattern. 
Well, mm-hmm. I know Brennan's going to let you know next time you're out, you're out looking for a deer. South Dakota, he's with the the South Dakota Mule Deer Foundation. I'm sure he'd love to have you up there. So I'll pass that along. Uh, I'll, I'll go kill deer in South Dakota all the time. Someone just give me a call. Just, <laughs> just let me know. I'm there. Find Searles. Give him a follow on Twitter at Searles71 underscore HSKR. Quickly, Searles, what's that Super Bowl spread look like on Sunday? What's the food situation? Um, I think Philly wins by six. I was talking food, food but that but works yeah, too. Okay, so oh, food. Lays- I thought you said spread. I thought you said spread, man. You, I just instantly went to gamble. I forgot I'm not talking to Danny's bet, Danny Burke here. <laughs> um, no, the spread's definitely, I think the wife said we're going to do some pizza, maybe some wings, have some friends over. Very simple. Keep it very cash. Very casual. Super. When you order from Lazari's, uh, just mm-hmm. make sure Carson Schmidt knows whose pizzas he's making. Carson's working at Lazari's? <laughs> well, we hope still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love that. I'm going to have to heckle him. I'm going to make sure I, I'm going to make him sign my boxes. That's so good. Searles, we love you. Appreciate the time, man. Absolutely, guys. Appreciate it. Go Big Red. There he is. Jeremiah Searles with us on Hale Varsity.